Hello, Dumelang. I am so excited to present our 10th episode on the Next Chapter podcast by Palisas Khomozomutsumi. As you know, I have been on this journey for the past year since COVID-19 began and and we've been quietly and slowly progressing into other episodes um and i'm very excited i don't know there's something in the air it's springtime in south africa it's september things are starting to open up and art season is upon us and i thought why not end off this series with a phenomenal women artist she is a photographer she's a gallery owner she's a mother she's a daughter She's somebody that I've always followed on the Instagram social media pages and the first time I got to meet her was definitely online. Uh we met in 2016 and this is a recording of our conversation between myself and the phenomenal Nonsikelelo Veleko. Whoever you are, wherever you are, If you're listening, this episode is going to blow you away. She's a photographer based in France and has always been passionate about African stories, particularly from a perspective of a black woman. I hope you get inspired to delve into her work and wonder more and more about people living in South Africa but also creatives who are all around us happy listening can you tell me who you are and how did you get into the visual arts space okay Hi, my name is Nontikele Dobeleko. I'm a photographer. I started I studied uh, graphic design and in graphic design there was photography. Mm. And when I couldn't finish graphic design due to financial reasons, I stuck with photography. Mm. Yeah. Um photography as a medium for women is not quite popular in South Africa. Um how did you break into the industry or make yourself feel heard through your craft? I still feel like I haven't <laughs> broken into anything. Yeah. Uh I I mean I I remember I was assisting a female photographer and here we are with a group of men who were in parliament and we were going to do portraits of them and they were like oh but where's the guy? and we were like what guy <laughs> and they were like the guy was going to take photographs and we were like with the guy <laughs> yeah and so um i mean it it's going to take a while i think and um i don't know i, I don't know if i've broken into into it yet mm. do you do you remember your first um standard bank do you remember when you won the standard bank award What does that mean for you at the time when you were so young in South Africa? Um and it's become a highly contested space whereas if you don't become a standard bank art award winner, um 
it's almost the pinnacle of reaching a, a certain kind of status within the visual arts in South Africa. How did you feel when you won the, the, the award? Looking back also at the same time, well, how do you feel right now? Yeah, uh, well, I felt excited and to be having recognized at home, you know, mm-hmm. because uh, we have a tendency at home to recognize people only when they are recognized elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And for me, that was like really important to see that South Africa is now looking within. And this is actually my work as well. My work is about us South Africans looking at ourselves because we never had a chance to. Mm. We're always told who we are, where we're from, and what kind of people we are. And so for me, it was important to document young people at that time, because I was also young, Mm. um, to, to say, hey, this is who we are, this is where we are, and this is where we are going. So my work was also of hopes and aspirations of us as a country. And um, hence the work was called Wonderland. Mm. <laughs> because um, I find that South Africa is a beautiful country. It is. And I got to travel South Africa for a month uh, from Durban along the coast all the way and going in, inside and out. So going through Transkei, Siskei, Durban, and all the way to Cape Town, and I was trying to get to see, you know, the real South Africa as a South African. We don't get to get those chances, you know, to travel our own country. Mm. And, and so when I when I got it, I got it as an assistant to a photographer who was from overseas. So I took the chance and I did it. And after that, I produced the work that I produced for Standard Bank. And I called it Wonderland because it really is, you know, a land of wonder, <laughs> mm. a land of contradictions, excitement. There's a lot of creativity in South Africa, a lot. I mean, um, from what I've seen here, where I am now, <laughs> it, it's ridiculous the things you, that you see here. It's like, are, are they serious? Mm. <laughs> And um, the work that we produce, I think, in the third world countries, so-called third world countries, is really relevant and engaging and exciting and colorful and, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's my, yeah, I felt excited having won the Senate Bank. And also looking back, I, I wasn't ready at the same time for that sort of recognition because I mean, I always think that recognitions should come when you like really paid your dues. Mm. I don't know if that's just me. Um, but uh, with Standard Bank, what they do is, what I like is they ask you if you, you know, they, they tell you that you've been selected and then they ask if you have... So for me, I was asked if I accepted and I accepted it for that sake, that uh, for that reason that... Um, it was South Africa. Mm-hmm. Visas having been denied those visas. You know how how do you navigate yourself around these these topics, and how do you live through xenophobia and you know all all these other things. I mean, here it's not as harsh as at home, where you get people get getting attacked and killed for being a foreigner. Uh, well, at least not not where I live. 
but um, you do come across people who are racist. Mm. So it brings back memories of home again, you know, when I grew up at the time of apartheid. Mm. And, uh, and even now, I mean, some other parts of South Africa where racism still uh, exists. So um, right now, my work, what I'm doing is trying to collaborate with other photographers. So instead of working alone, I think it's important to collaborate. In this way, I can also see my work from another angle, from another view. And I'm also working in administration, which mm. fits into my work. And I think it's important. It's important for everyone to kind of go through this uh, administration side of things because you get to see how things work. And uh, at the moment, I'm with a gallery. I'm in residency with mm. a gallery. And it's a different kind of residency because uh, usually residencies, they last up to three months, mm. six months, and this sort of thing. But um, we are organizing, for instance, an exchange with uh, South Africa. Mm. And so we started this whole thing from scratch. So no one came to us and proposed. So we are the ones doing the proposing which means that we're going to have to beg for money and mm. I've never done such things. Mm. <laughs> totally new to me. And I mean, I was represented by a, gal- by a well-known gallery in South Africa, the Goodman Gallery. Mm. And um, they almost did everything for me. And now I have to, I'm no longer represented by them. I have to do things for myself. Mm. Um, but uh, not well, that's, that's half the truth. Um, I am still represented by a gallery. It's mm. called Afranova. Mm. So still, they still do the things for me. But now I've decided to take things into my hands as well to be able to learn how to present myself, how to um, how to sell my work, mm. uh, how to even sell other people's works. And I've I've also started with a friend a gallery it's called Leonandi mm. and uh, it's an online gallery simply because we don't have funds to have a yeah. Sorry. sorry sorry just hold on uh, can sure. I give you for just five minutes so you speak about like taking ownership of your of your craft and your um, and your art um, how important is it to take ownership of the work that you're doing? Did it become just a realization now or was it something that you had been working on for a while? No, it's, it's always been something that I've, I've done, actually, without... Okay, sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> talk, talk, talk to, to the person. <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm just telling telling him to take a seat. Okay, sure. Uh, I've always done it. Uh, I think when I started my photography, I would take like a little book and mm. I would go and show people that I thought would be interested in my work and I'll start talking about it. So I was promoting myself even before I was with the gallery. And I also remember that when I was with the gallery, I was doing the same thing. I didn't stop. Yeah. Even though there was someone dedicated to doing that, and but those people would rather go to a gallery than come directly to me 
which is still the case, which I find it odd because I'm the creator and <laughs> um, they have to kind of, they, they find it easier to speak to someone who's detached yes. from, the, from the work. Yeah. So, uh, and I think that's that. But for me, it, it doesn't bother me because like I said, I started the gallery. So it helps also with the fact that I'm going to represent other people how do I talk about their work, how do I present them, and how do I sell their work. Mm. Do you yeah. think that the as as we are growing internationally and we South Africa has got some kind of a imprint in people's mind in terms of the visual arts and contemporary arts, how vital is it for black women to start building their own spaces or even as you mentioned, you're creating an online space for artists. How vital is it for you and where do you see yourself in the next couple of years? It is so vital, like breath. I mean, um, if you think about it, the history of uh, South African art has always been a white male. Yeah. And now you are beginning to see black, black female curators, like you get from Michael Stevenson, and um, you also got from the Goodman Gallery, Melissa Goba, mm. who was there. And, but I mean, you can count them in, in your hand, in your right hand, and, and that's it. There isn't much. But um, not only in South Africa, it's, it's a global thing. But now that's changing because even in France, you get a lot of female now who are interested in that side of things. And in Spain as well, I was, for instance, um, I had work that was curated, that was called Welcome to Paradise. Mm. That was curated by uh, Elvira Jangan Osem, who is a, a female uh, curator. Mm. And and so you, uh, and there's Koyo, Kuyo from Senegal. Yeah, yeah. And there's uh, Christine Ayen mm. from France. Mm. So, I mean, you can still kind of <laughs> count these people with males. You, you, there's so many mm. with white males. There's so many of them that you can't just think of them out of the top of your head and, and, and jot their names down. There's so many. And white people in general were always in the Far arts. Ahead, yeah. and, uh, and so I think it's important whether it be uh now for instance i'm excited because there's um what's it called there's a new gallery in uh melville so same yeah so you know there's that as well so that's exciting it, it's exciting to see that we're not only just interested in just producing and that's it Mm. We are interested in all sectors of, of the arts because once you are in charge of all of that, you kind of know how to deal with um, things that are, you know, how they sell the work, how they view the work, how they, you know, you get representation in all its forms. Mm. And I'm, I've always been interested in that. Are you, how, after leaving South Africa, how has your focus shifted or how has the media attention shifted from when you were actually the photographer to being based in France? I actually ran away from the media. <laughs> That's why I'm based in France. 
I don't know. I I don't know. I don't. I don't keep in touch with 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 that side of things. Uh, I'm always in my own world, I guess, mm. and in my own little circles or corner. And I, I, in fact, I was talking to a photographer here in in France, and I was saying um, I've always been an outsider mm. looking in, and I always felt comfortable in that space. So not only was it was I an outsider with photography or in photography, I was always an outsider even with my friends. Mm. I mean, you can you can meet all my best friends. They will tell you, oh, but we always knew she was different. <laughs> she was always doing her own thing. Mm. And um, for me, that's a comfortable space because I got to see myself. Mm. So it's like looking at a mirror and seeing yourself and seeing what you like and don't like and how you could add and subtract and all these things and uh, what could you celebrate and that's why I, I did um, a lot of those works that were celebrated in South Africa mm. uh, not only was the work that everybody knows uh, celebrated in fact I mean I got funding with my first exhibition which was on graffiti mm. and um, and I got to document graffiti all by myself, out of on my own money, and then I decided, hey, but I don't have so much money. Maybe I should ask for some help. And I got to learn also to to ask for funding, to write proposals, and these sort of things. And that that also helped a lot. I want to know who are the people that ha- that when you look at their work, you you kind of think that yeah, that's that's kind of the work that that is um that is that is of a of a of a of a black excellence kind of um um that epitomizes black 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 um experiences and whether or even even impressions of like black people currently something of again no doubt <laughs> Mm. Uh, I mean, uh, Santi Mufuking and Andrew Shabangu, mm. those two, I mean, for me, uh, it's really like a life experience of black people from train riding to cooking in the street in Johannesburg to, you know, these are lived experiences. Mm. Uh, when I was going to school, I would pass through, through these experiences that they documented. And uh, HIV and AIDS. That's mm. uh, Santu. That he photographed his brother who mm. suffered from it. Um, billboards, you know. So Santu Mufugian would be, and and Andrew Shalamu. Mm. Yeah. I could I could talk to you forever, and I hope maybe we can have another Skype session. <laughs> but that sure. one won't be recorded. I'll, it will just be chatting because there's a lot more that I want to ask you. But for the sake of just gathering information, I will I'll reserve it for later. Um, okay. But I'll also uh, email you and find out when is your next available time uh, sure. to 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 chat and um, and maybe see. Wow, thank you so much for listening. Um, This is our 10th episode and it's been quite a journey. 
as I record this in my mother's city, um, I'm really cognizant of the power that black women have in the art space. And I hope that you will support Nontikelelo Veleko in her work, as well as me in my debut curatorial uh, work, which is coming up very soon. Please follow us on at failure underscore podcast on Instagram. And you can also follow me at Jackie on Instagram. It's it's spelled T-Y-A-T-Y-I. And it's short for Nongyagyambo, which is Balesa in my native language, Sisoto. Nongyagyambo means flower in Isikosa. And I was given that name by a very, very influential figure in my life. Um, and I'm very happy that he gave me that name. So I go by the name of Jaji on the socials. And you can catch me on the next episode of our second series, which is based on my love for literary works. It is a pleasure to have been here with you. And I hope you will enjoy our next season of Journey into Literature or rather, journey into African literature. I hope that you are having a great time as the summer is setting in in South Africa. And wherever you are, whatever you're doing, stay being true to yourself. Thank you.